Hey, welcome to Tuesday Take, where we sit down with Pastor James and ask a few questions and hear some additional thoughts from this week's sermon. Well, hey, and welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Take. Pastor. Hey, Shane. You doing good, man? I'm doing good. Good. You have a good morning so far? Yeah, it was pretty good. A little humid out there today. It It was a little warm today. It was a it was a little it was a little warmer. Now it's like getting the time like if you want to walk or run or work out like you better get up before you better, the sun. <laughs> you, be, you better get up before because yeah. like in the afternoon, do you would die? I mean, oh, for sure, it's brutal. I, uh, Even though it's supposed to be like a cool front, I think coming in a little cool front. Tomorrow's my rest day, so I'm gonna have to flip things. Yeah. Yesterday wasn't bad. Um, I got out and ran yesterday. <laughs> you it rained. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after that little break. Whenever it was just kind of misting, where it felt like nature was just kind of spitting on you a little bit, so mm. that was good. Yeah, I mean, it was a good, it was a good little, for sure. Whatever, um, man. I think that we've said this multiple times dealing with Sermon on the Mount, but sneaky passages, man. Things that just sneak up on you. Um, Sunday was, I, I don't know. I've, I'd read through Matthew earlier in the year and uh, underlined a lot of in Matthew, and this one was definitely one that I was like. You of didn't course, under, like, yeah, yeah, didn't I didn't, I didn't underline these couple of verses because I was like, well, yeah, that's how you do that. Like, that's, yeah, totally. Well, I think sometimes even in it, like, or, or you know, initial read, you're like, okay, so I, not that you don't need to pray in public, but you're like, okay, or I would just say this for anybody that doesn't, like, I don't regularly play, pray in public is, oh, I'm good, you know, like, you know, I, I, I'm not like a, you know, um, I don't necessarily have to worry about this one. It's not like I'm praying, you know, in front of people all the time. And so, you know, for, and so it's easy to be like, oh, okay, well, you know, obviously I'm good on this one. And then when you really start to dive into to prayer and and uh, it starts to kind of maybe expose a little more, you know, whether you pray in front of people or not, you know. Yeah. Man, jumping into some questions, um, I think as believers we'd all say that we pray. Um I think it's good. You even see a Barna study say that seven out of ten believers do pray regularly, and that's awesome. Um, but I think if we're honest, we struggle setting aside time to pray. Why do you think that is? There's probably several things of why prayer is difficult, um, and, and maybe uh, like maybe somewhat is is I don't feel like I'm doing anything. Um, you know, like when it comes to uh, maybe reading scripture. Um, I feel like you're doing something. You're getting some type of knowledge. You know, you're you're finding out new truths or something like that. So I think that's and prayer doesn't seem like that. You know, prayer sometimes it does seem like you know, is this really doing anything? Am I doing anything? Of course, and again, that's probably why we're more focused on self. You know, of well, I don't feel like it's doing anything for me, and so we struggle with it. So I think that's one reason why maybe we struggle with prayer. Another thing is that. Um, I think it's hard just for us to be still, you know, uh, to actually like take time to stop. We're so busy, we're so you know going um, all the time, and so I think to to pray, um, to really stop, to kind of pull back from the world, and to spend time with God, to spend time in prayer. I think we know that it's important to do. Even we said that Sunday. I think most of us would understand that that's something that we need to do is pray. Um, but I think there's a disconnect between actually doing it, you know, that there's that struggle of, of praying and, you know, it could just be selfishness. It could be, we don't feel like it's doing anything. Um, and it just feels so, 
maybe different in like you're communicating with the God of the universe, you know, and so there's that kind of weight to it. And may, maybe it feels like not there's a seri- there is a seriousness to it, um, but it feels like you have to exert a lot of like mental energy to do it. And so you're like, man, it just seems kind of like it's going to require work or, you know, whatever it may yeah. be. And so sometimes you're like, I don't know if I'm always mentally there, like to really press, because I think when you think of prayer, like pressing in and, you know, and I do too. And so, so you're like, man, I, just, I don't know if I feel like, doing that or it just feels like it's going to be really strenuous mentally and you know that kind of stuff and so maybe those are some things that kind of deter us from either struggle or setting aside time to yeah. you know to have time to pray I think sometimes too um, whether we want to be truthful about it or not um, I think we don't think about it like if something comes up in my life for me one of my first reactions is I'm going to call somebody close to me and talk through something with them um because sometimes whenever we talk about things, it makes it feel like we've done those things or maybe we get affirmation from that person, them telling us like, hey, yeah, it is hard for you. You should do this and this and this. And so, like you're saying, I think it's, that's what we talked about in our home group at least was if I call somebody, it's more of an immediate response. I feel better in the moment because someone is letting me know that my feelings aren't bad rather than, you know, lifting those things up in prayer and and waiting to get some kind of response from the Lord. Yeah, and I think sometimes, like, and I don't know if you've ever wished this. Um, I always, I'm always envious, and of course I shouldn't be because the Scripture tells me I shouldn't be envious of of Moses because I have something better than Moses. But even like the passage where you read, and I, I can't, I mean, I can't bring up the in, in Exodus, but it says that basically he talked to God as a friend talks to a friend, I, and still even to this day, like that that I, that gets. I'm very envious of that, and I've told the Lord that multiple times. I'm like, man, how awesome that would be that Moses got to speak with God as a friend talks to a friend. Of course, it says this now that we have something greater than Moses. We have Jesus, uh, the mediator, that we're able to boldly come before the throne. But I think that's somewhat of, you know, if you think about communication, you know, if you and I need to talk through something, you're immediately going to respond back yeah. to me, and I'm going to audibly hear your voice. And I think with prayer, sometimes there's that difficulty of I don't hear an audible voice. You know, now we hear God through His Word. We hear God through His Spirit. God does speak through people to us, um, and God does. I think sometimes almost like these impressions within us of kind of you know, or, or leading our thoughts. Um, but I think that's kind of the the not not the mystical side of prayer, but sometimes it can get that way. And so sometimes I don't know. It just seems weird or 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 difficult. You know, of like. It does feel more comfortable to call somebody who can actually talk back to us. Yeah. Not that God doesn't talk back to us, but it's different. And so, I think that maybe why I struggle is like, well, I'm, I'm saying all these words, you know, and I don't feel like God's hearing me, or I don't feel like God's talking back to me. And so, I think sometimes we get discouraged in that, and like, well, I'll, you know, I'll throw up some prayers, um, but I'd probably rather talk to somebody about it. You know, like you said, absolutely. Um, one of the ways that you said that we can get our get the focus off of ourselves Sunday was um, well in some of the ways that it kind of fleshes out is yeah. we think the effectiveness of our prayers depends on our efforts. We see later on in the Gospels, um, whenever Jesus is doing miracles, um, that he tells people, "Your faith has made you well." How do we balance that with this passage? So that's one of the things. Even I know we addressed a little bit on Sunday. Um, about, uh, you know, that in this, in this we're not going to be able to, to see everything that prayer is. But that's one of the things that we, we know and I think we've seen about prayer is that there's some, faith has to be involved with prayer, you know. Um, 
uh, I was thinking of this. Um, this is in uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, Without faith it is impossible to please Him, but whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He will reward those who seek Him. Um, and then you actually see similar what we read this, that we believe that when we come to God in secret um, that he, He's a rewarder, you know. And so I think there has to be a level of faith. Of course, even it says, as the small of a grain of a mustard seed, that we come together with faith in prayer. So I think it is important. And I, I don't, when, I, when we kind of walk through that, I didn't want to make it of where we, okay, well, it doesn't matter if I have faith. It doesn't, because I think that's, and I, I know you and I were talking the other day on the phone, I think there's also a level of faith of when I come to realize who I'm speaking with, the God of all creation, the God who's all-powerful, all-knowing, can do, there's nothing that God cannot do, that that, that, even in that of knowing and of addressing who I'm talking to, who can move mountains and do those things, that my faith would increase as I spend more time with him and realize who he is and what he's done for me. And so I think there is a level that has to be a faith. You know, one, I, there's a book called Practicing the Power uh, by Sam Storms, and one of the things that he talks about is that one of the reasons I think we confuse this is that we, he says this, is that we confuse praying expectantly with praying presumptuously. Of, of, of as we pray, we do pray expectantly of saying God does reward those who seek Him. Ask and you will receive. Now we know that people can distort that. Even in James, it says you have not because you ask not, but he says you also have not because you ask in vain and you don't ask according mm-hmm. to the will of God. Yeah. So you're asking sinfully, and so th- there's a mul- you know within prayer, there's multiple levels of you know well, there. What about this exception or what about that? But I think there has to be a level of when we come to God in prayer. Even through faith, I want to. I just want to read this part of this book in uh, Sam Storms, and he says this, which I, I think is really good. He says, "Instead, we should pray expectantly, offering a humble petition to our merciful God for something we don't deserve, but that He delights to give to us." Expectant prayer flows from the recognition that Jesus healed people because He loved them and He felt compassion for them—a disposition in the heart of God that nothing in Scripture indicate has changed. And so I think that's good. Like as we pray, of we praying expectantly of that realize who we're praying to, and that God does delight in answering our prayers. God does delight in in us coming in faith and believing as we come to pray, not presumptuously, but also believing. Like I humbly come because of Jesus and what He's done, that I can pray in faith and know that God does answer, and that God is able to do far abundant above all I can ask or think. And yeah. so. I think there has to be a level when we do pray, we come with faith. Um, or even, and it could be this, I've prayed this many times, we come to God in prayer of like, God, help my unbelief, help my lack of faith. And there's sometimes where I'm like, I know I need to believe in faith. I don't feel like I have faith right now. And so, Lord, I need you to increase my faith to believe that you are able to change yeah. this circumstance. That's right. You know, or heal or deliver or whatever it could be, you know, in whatever certain, you know, certain wisdom, you know, whatever it could be. And so I think there has to be, and and in saying that, I I don't want to cancel out for people to think that faith is not important in praying because that is, we, it's impossible to please him without faith. And so, um, but I think we, we need to bounce that of, of, because sometimes we think, well, it wasn't answered because I didn't have enough faith. And mm-hmm. then we begin to be so reflective on our own of like, well, I must have done something wrong. And we could have, um, or we could have sin in our hearts. or we, th- There's so many different things, but I think um, sometimes we get so, if it, didn't, if it wasn't answered the way we wanted it or in the time we wanted it, then we think, well, maybe I just didn't have enough faith. Or it could have just been that wasn't God's will, yeah. or it just wasn't the way, or it wasn't the timing that God has. And so 
Um, just try not to get so in our heads of, of thinking we pray in faith, but but knowing that in faith of you know it's in the object of my faith, not not necessarily in my faith that results in these things. You know, yeah. so so in Psalm sixty six, you see David say, "If I had a cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened." And you kind of talked about that just now. If I had sin in my heart, um, how should a verse like this shape the way that we approach prayer? I think it should humble us in thinking about prayer of when we come to pray, we don't come presumptuously of like, um, but we should come even um, search me. You know, what's the prayer in Psalm 139? David prayed, search me, uh, know me, try me, see if there's any uh, presumptuous or evil thoughts or uh, intentions or motives in my heart and then lead me in the way everlasting. And so I think there has to be a level of when we're coming to God um, that we come not, not, harboring sin, you know, in our hearts. Like I was thinking, um, if I can pull it up real fast in James, because um, that's one of the things that he he basically begins to bring up about, you know, you, he says this in verse uh, verse 2, um, he says this, you desire and you do not have, so you murder, you covet, you cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel, you, you do not have because you do not ask, but you ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your own passions, you adulterous people. And so he kind of brings out this idea of like maybe you're not receiving because of your asking with wrong intentions or sinful intentions or wrong passions. And so I think there's got to always be this level of when we're coming to God in prayer humbly of asking Him to search us. And even as we look in the Lord's Prayer next week, we get into it. We probably won't cover the whole thing next week because there's a lot in the, in the Lord's Prayer. Um, what do you mean we say it? We say it before games. Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. Yeah, it, I guess it doesn't take long to say. <laughs> Um, in it, but even you know, he says, uh, you know, one of the deals that it deals with in in the sermon uh, or in the sermon on the mount in the Lord's prayer, um, as he prays, he says, "Forgive us, you know, of our debts," and so addressing sin within our hearts. And yeah. so I think that's one of the things that we have to kind of, as we come to pray, realize that um, you know we need to examine our hearts, you know, for sin. Um, so, so I think one of the big questions we could all have is. How do I pray when I don't feel like praying? That's a great question, Shane. Thanks, man. Um, I think all of us, if we were honest, have have felt, even today, um, I, I felt that. Because I think there's a tendency in, in prayer. There are days where I, and maybe you and other people listening, where you're like, man, I'm, I'm pressing in today. Man, I, I feel it today. I, you know, I, I desire to be with God today. And then there's other days where you just feel apathetic and different yeah. um, toward that. I saw this article yesterday, and I thought it was pretty good. It was talking about, uh, it was on Crossway, and it said, uh, basically the title of it was something like How to Pray uh, When You Feel Apathy. And so um, I want to read this this quote um, that this um, that this article basically said, and I thought it was good, and it was talking about the idea of perseverance. And, of course, this doesn't sound like super awesome because you're like, it feels kind of forced, you know. But I just want to read this. He says this, perseverance, um, or she said perseverance is pressing forward in prayer um, is how we can learn to really pray. Perseverance is how we get past the brick wall feeling and walk with delight in the nearness of God. He says, it says this, Don Carson wrote that we should pray long enough and honestly enough at a single session to get past the feeling, uh, formalism, and unreality that atten- attends not little praying. 
We're especially prone to such feelings when we pray for only a few minutes, rushing to be done with a mere duty. To enter the spirit of prayer, we must stick to it for a while. It says, in other words, we must do as the Puritans encouraged and pray until you pray. And so kind of this, the basis of, and, and I get this too, of sometimes we want to, and I know this, it's like I want the experience of drawing near and being in the presence of God, but I want to do it with very, like I want it to be in a short time frame, kind of what we're used to of, whether it's YouTube, whether it's fast food, we want it to be very quick, instant, yeah. instant gratification. And so sometimes we get frustrated because like maybe if we spend a couple minutes of prayer of like, well, I'm not really feeling it. So obviously it doesn't work or obviously God doesn't want to be close to me right now. And kind of what they're getting at is that sometimes we may need to linger a little while and to really press in and persevere and pray until I really start to pray. You know what I mean? Of where Of getting past just the mere duty of it. Um, of where I kind of pull back this, and um, and sometimes that may take a while, you know, to do that. And I think that's the struggle that I have, and maybe you have, and other people have. Of again, while we may feel frustrated in praying, of that sounds like it's going to require some effort. Yeah. And I want something quick, you know. But you see this. There's this idea of us pressing in and longing to be with Jesus and being willing to wait for Him. And, and really to press in. And it's not that God's playing hide-and-seek or that he's, like, trying to, uh, you know, he's like, oh, you know, you at least got to pray 30 minutes before you can really feel me or whatever. <laughs> um, but I think there has to be a level of perseverance in our praying um, that we get past sometimes, and, and sometimes it will take some time to get past maybe a brick wall, as it says in there, the quote, the brick wall feeling that we feel sometimes. Yeah. And I love the way there's the uh, there's a quote of, like, making it going from duty to delight. You know, sometimes it may start as duty, but hopefully when we end, it, it's in delight of being with God. So I think there's got to be, I don't know, something something similar to that when we yeah. don't feel like praying. Um, I know the passage when we talked about, you know, go into the closet, don't let people see you pray. Um, so I understand this question may kind of infringe upon that. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you have a time that, you find yourself praying at more. For me, just to, to kind of give an example, um, a few years ago, um, I think me and Kelly both were at a point where it was like, we hate washing dishes. Washing dishes is the worst thing in our house. Um, and a few years ago, I don't know, I was just washing dishes one day, was going through some stuff, and so I started praying. And so for me, still, I find myself going back to wash the dishes. And I know how corny that Have you ever read the book uh, Practicing the Presence? I have not. My brother Lawrence... And that, that's one of the things that he talks about is that he he was a dishwasher. He was a monk, but he was a dishwasher. And that talking about experiencing the presence of God as you wash dishes. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you got it from him or not. No, man, I just, you know. You cool. just linked up with Brother just Lawrence. Just kind of linked up. I got just, you. you know. Mm-hmm. I hear you. But, you know, for me, that's that's a place that I go back to um, because I'll put AirPods in and I'll listen to music or something and just kind of have some time with the Lord. Um, and so I didn't know if there, for you, if there was any kind of place that, you kind of tend to go to 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 find that connection we do, with the Lord. We talked about it in our home group, and I I think for me, and this is something even during the quarantine that I've kind of tried to go back to is I think the mornings probably mornings are late, like late at night are probably the two best times that I can find because it's not the. I don't feel like I'm disrupted as much. Things aren't on my mind because that's the problem is is if we don't. 
and not that we have to do it early in the morning because it's I think it's finding what what work it could be at lunch break it could it could be a lot of options for people it could be if you have a long commute you know it could be saying hey I'm gonna turn the music off or do the music low and spend this time that I spend driving to to pray so I think there's a lot of things but for me um, early mornings probably. And late at night, the late at night is hard for me because then I'm tired, you know. And so yeah, it's easier to fall asleep. <laughs> and so and with kids and and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's what threw my not that I'm trying to blame Piper Chapel for lack of spirituality, but I think that's when like up in, and Kirsten and I both said it up until we had kids. Like my morning, I had my morning routine down of like being with God, you know. It just and then man, with when we had kids, when we had Piper, it just threw it all in a wash. Um, and so it's taking it's taking time to be able to like get not get back in a routine, but like get back into the uh, you know they're sleeping good. Uh, knock on wood, you know, <laughs> hopefully they continue to sleep good. But so that I can kind of get some back in a routine. But I think that's for me of finding times where um, I'm not interrupted. Um, it could be morning, like night, you know. And of course, we we know the scripture we're to pray without ceasing. Yeah. So so I mean. We want to pray all during the day. We want to say, God, give me wisdom right now. I'm about to go and talk to somebody. Or, God, help me know what to say. to the, You know, so, I mean, we want to pray all the time. Um, but I think there are supposed to be dedicated times in our life where we kind of draw back and spend time with God alone, secret. No one knows when we do this. Um, no one sees when we're doing this, you know, and to be with God. For sure. So. Well, man, I uh, appreciate you taking some time today um, to sit down and talk about some of the things from Sunday and just kind of get a little more insight into the sermon. Sure. So thanks again for listening to another episode of Tuesday Take.